Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I do declare, here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Drimbus. After heading back with Strong Hellman to their camp at Ogle's Fort, the Globamies meet the rest of the residents. They then discuss the situation with Barnabas at their previous home. Unsure whether he is still alive or not, Gary and Strong depart in search of Barnabas. As they land at the burnt ruins of the tribe's former home, Gary must do his best to avoid the lurking abomination. I do declare, Your Honor is back in session. Okay, and uh, Gary's gonna walk to this entrance. Okay, you walk up to that northern wall and you see the area where it's collapsed and it leads into a kind of grassy main courtyard that surrounds the building. From this angle, you can't quite see the creature because the building in the center is obstructing your view. Okay, is there an entrance from the north into the building? You see that there are a set of stairs that seem to lead up to what was the second floor at some point in time. Hmm. Okay, he'll try to go up the stairs. Okay, you carefully work your way through the wall. Roll a dexterity saving throw for me. Okay. Thank God I get advantage on these. Well, not if I roll the same thing twice, so that's a 10. Okay. Gary, you begin to work your way in through the northern wall. You're not even at the building yet. You're at the wall of the castle. And you fail to see in the rubble a tripwire has been set up. <laughs> However, nothing happens. You just feel your foot catch. And you fall. You skid on the rubble a little bit. But then you hear this magical alarm go off it sounds like a pair of bells jingling and then you hear a from off somewhere else in the courtyard you can't quite see it and immediately up above you you hear a 
What do you do? Gary goes out the way he came. <laughs> okay. What do you what do you want to do out there? Mage hand. Okay, you mage hand and immediately you see that Stronk was still like looking at you. He still had his eyes on you. He swoops down, picks you up and like rockets like vertically up with you. And the higher you get, you see the abomination is no longer sitting cross-legged. In fact, it is up and moving. It is climbing the rubble and heading towards where the tripwire was. So it is currently moving along the western wall up to the northwest corner. Well, that didn't quite go as planned. There's a tripwire someone set up. Do you think the creature did that? It may be. You see it is now skulking about like a like a guard in Metal Gear, kind of looking around, but it is reaching that hole in the wall that you were in, and it seems to be investigating that area in particular. I'll try the south entrance now. Uh, I suppose the main entrance is clear. You could work your way in through the door. Stay alert, but let's go now. All right. I'll squawk if I see it start turning back your way. Okay. All right. He flies down into the fucking main entrance of the courtyard. He drops you right in front of the entrance to the that primary building. And he says, good luck. And he takes off. I'll make my way to the main building entrance. Okay. You see the main door has actually, because a lot of the stuff has collapsed, it is now like jammed. Mm-hmm. You can tell me how you want to try and clear the door. You can probably break it down and make some noise, or you can try and figure out a different way in. The second floor, is there a window to it? Or it's like, how? what is the second? The second floor is gone. Like, this is currently a one-floor building because you get the feeling that whatever was the second floor was all wood that has burnt down and collapsed. There's a lot of rubble here. No, I'm going to have to... I guess I'll climb to the... To the top of to the second floor. Roll an acrobatics check for me. Critical fail. But yeah, no critical fail. Uh, okay, so you begin to climb up. You actually make it most of the way. You make it to that clearing on the top of the first floor, and there is like you know that col- like a corner piece of a wall, like when it's collapsed. Mm-hmm. It's just like a little triangle jutting out, and you put a hand on it to pull yourself up. And as you do, the bricks give way and fall to the ground. And you fall. You take six points of damage as you hit the ground. And then you hear... Okay, I run to the main entrance with the mage hand cast. (laughs) Okay, you run to the main entrance with the mage hand cast. You hear something begin running at you, as in not Strunk. Fortunately, Strunk is much faster. Strunk flies down, picks you up, takes you up, and then you see the creature begin to look around. It is skulking about, but it's kind of doing it quickly. It's like jogging to a spot, looking around, jogging to another spot, looking around. Okay. He's at the south entrance now, and I cleared the north entrance. Let's go to the north entrance again. (laughs) All right. Be careful. It looks like he's more alert. And you notice that it kind of appears to be doing a patrolling pattern a little bit, but it, it does seem like most of its focus is on the south, working its way towards the east. So the opposite corner of where you would be entering right now. Okay. But you get the feeling it's it's going to be moving counterclockwise. Yeah. And he drops you down and he goes, all right, the time's a charm, right? <sighs> Let's do it. All right. He takes off. <laughs> going to go through the area that I already tripped. Yep. Uh, nothing happens. And now I'm going to try and get to the second floor of this thing. Roll a stealth check for me. 
13. You go up the steps and you see uh, you are standing in kind of all this ash. You're ducking to try and stay low to the ground. But as you do, you step on this board that is mostly charred and it breaks under your foot. And you hear... And you hear footsteps begin to work their way around the perimeter of the building. However, what this has revealed to you is that you are standing on a number of planks that it seems like with a simple movement could give you access to the first floor of the building. Okay, I'm going to quietly remove the planks so I can get inside. Okay, roll a stealth check for me. Come on. I've been rolling... 13. Okay, so these are a little, uh, this was not a stealth check against his, it was to see how quietly you could remove the boards, <laughs> because they are very brittle. Thankfully, you grab them and some of them kind of break in your hands, but it's very quiet and you set them aside. But it does sound like this creature is approaching you and the way down is now clear. Okay, I'm gonna quietly go down. Roll another stealth check for me. Oh my god. Holla fucking Luya, unnatural 20. Okay, you kind of put your hands on the hole that leads down and you lower yourself in. As you lower yourself in, like your head is disappearing into here, you hear footsteps up the stairs of the building. And as you slide in, you fall perfectly silently and you see the creature is now beginning to patrol up on the second floor of the building. <laughs> Okay. Inside, I mean, this is horrific. This is like a... If you've ever seen, like, when a house or a building burns down and, like, the firefighters have to go in to, like, rescue people, it is exactly like that. You see the remnants of what looks like an old loom, lots of burnt-up fabric, which has just turned to ash, and then just collapsed wood and walls. You get the feeling that this building was probably much taller and has since just like literally caved in on itself and you are searching through mountains of rubble uh but to the east you see what looks like was once a doorway that you could probably crawl through and what else roll an investigation check for me Ooh. 19. Directly to your south, you see what was probably another doorway, but this is a very, very tight fit. You get the feeling that you would need to spend some time clearing a hole bigger for you to crawl through into whatever room lies beyond. Hmm. I should have given that fucker a paper. Oh. Can I see anything outside? From in here at the moment, no. The wall directly behind you is the one that would be facing outside, but you don't see any windows. The only thing you can see is when you look up, you can kind of see through some of the floorboards, the creature stalking above you. Okay, let's try this east door first that I can try and crawl through. Okay, roll a stealth check with advantage for me. <laughs> uh, 18. Okay. You crawl through the east door. At one point, you see as you're crawling through, you look to your north, and you see what looks to be like a connecting passage to the outer walls of the castle. And then you keep crawling, and you see a passageway to the south that is relatively easy for you to crawl through. Okay, let's go south. Okay, you go south. Again, things here are just like fucking indistinguishable. Roll a perception check for me. Six. You see to your west a door that, again, seems to be jammed. 
But this one is like charred and burnt. So you get the feeling that you probably have a few more options here. Okay, I'll try to open it. Okay, you try to open it and it's jammed. You can roll a strength check. Additionally, it seems it's basically charcoal at this point. If you wanted to spend a long time chipping away at it, you could probably make a hole to crawl through. Yeah. You're like on your belly, like you're kind of up against the ceiling in all the junk here. Oh. So I'm up against the ceiling in all this? You're not like pressed against the ceiling, but there's so much rubble in here that like you can't see the floor in this room. Is there a like a the top of the door? Is there like a space or a crack? You could probably break one into it if you spent the time to do it. Okay, I just want to make like a little one so I can fit my hand through. Okay, how do you want to carve this? With my claw hand. <laughs> Okay, roll a stealth check for me, again, advantaged. 18. Okay, it takes you about 30 minutes to carve it. As you take a claw and you begin digging at it, kind of like a paleontologist, like, excavating like a dinosaur skeleton. As you be you burn away the charcoal, you have to, like, wipe your claw on yourself to, like, get the junk off, and then you keep digging at it. But eventually, you make a hole big enough to fit your hand through, and you hear directly above you the footsteps of the creatures. It goes... You hear, like, the floorboards creaking. And then you hear as it seems to leap down and off of this main structure that you're on. Mm -hmm. And you hear it scamper to the south towards where that main entrance that it was originally in is. Okay. Now uh, I'm going to use Mage Hand to try to open the door on the other side. <laughs> Smart. Okay. Yeah, you do so. And it swings open with ease. There's like a wooden beam blocking the door, but it's light enough that Mage Hand is able to move it out of the way. And then you turn the knob and it opens. And then I plop down off the junk <laughs> into the room. Yeah. So on this side, there's a lot less rubble. Like you can actually stand here on mostly ground. To your left, so on the south wall, you see a bunch of rubble. Um, like a, a, well, you see a small pile of rubble blocking a charred door, and that you piece together is probably the main entrance you were trying to come in through. And then directly ahead of you, so to the west, is a passageway. No door, just a passageway that leads into a room with more just kind of collapsed shit in it. Damn. And that's it, huh? I mean, you can roll an investigation if you want. Yeah, I, I, I better do that. Nice. That is 17. Okay, 17 for an investigation. You enter that room ahead of you, so the western room, and in the rubble, you see just the smallest. You see an index finger sticking out of the rubble. <laughs> I'll carefully remove the rubble. Okay, roll a stealth check for me. Yes, 23. Okay, with ease, you go in there, and like you take, using your claw, you use it like a scoop. And you begin to kind of clear the rubble away super, super quietly. And then eventually the index finger becomes a little green hand. And you continue to clear it away and the hand becomes a forearm draped in this like really puffy, like imagine like a puffy vest type thing. It's that sort of thing, but like almost fancier. Like it's a, uh, and it's softer instead of being like that tough like nylon fabric it's like a nice almost like wool like material and then you see the hand begins to twitch uh, I keep yeah 
getting him out of there. Keep excavating. Yeah, yeah. You keep excavating, and then finally, eventually, you reach a chest, and you go to free up the face, and you notice that one of the piles of rubble has a straw sticking out of it. <laughs> and as you lift that pile off, you see under the rubble a man just staring at you. He has mutton chops, but they're like gray and old. Like he has a bald spot, and he's got the chops and a little bit of a chin strap, and he looks at you, and he doesn't even say anything. He just opens like crusty eyes at you. You can tell he's been trapped here for a couple of days. He does not look like he has much movement or anything in him. You can tell he's dehydrated. And he just looks at you and very delicately brings his index finger to his lips. (laughs) I was going to do the same. I was going to put my finger, my claw finger to my lips. So yeah, Gary will do that. He'll put his claw finger to his lips. Okay. Gonna get you out of here. You're almost there, man. This, this is the halftime ad with Nikki B. Welcome, welcome, you halftime hotties. It is the halftime zone ad shindig, whatever you want to call it, with Nikki B. All right, we're going to make it quick. So today, we want to share with you a little something called Free Action Cry, a D&D 5e horror comedy podcast aiming for the perfect blend of that which enthralls us and that which disturbs us. Here's the clip. Let me know what you think. Boom. What happens when you take five podcast aficionados and you throw them into a world of mystery and monsters? Well... You cry about it. She's going to kind of like walk her feet up the wall and try to push her arms out, like using her leg strength to like push against the wall to break the chains. Realizing uh, the predicament that he's in, he's just going to take his hands off and slip the chains off and put them back on. So he just slams his wrists against the shackles and then using that little bit of pain, he phases through them. So can I summon, like, a, a hammer <laughs> and break my chains? You could, like, you could summon a hammer and break the chains off the wall. Yes. I would also like attention. What you've done is you have Falcon punched this guy in the jaw, dislocated it, and set your fist and fragments of his jaw into the other one's eyes, literally killing both of them. Roll for guilt. I have no guilt. <laughs> I just wanted to get a, give everyone a little bit of life. Tendrils just come alive, and they stretch out to grab this thing. So it basically, they just snatch it from two legs on each side, away from the, I guess you can call them allies, and they just start munching on them. Free Action Cry is the Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition podcast, and you can find it on your podcatcher of choice. Come check us out. And there you have it, folks. And as someone who loves to be enthralled and disturbed myself, just ask my ex-wife, I recommend, and it's made in part by one of our patrons, Punky Goat. That just makes it all the much sweeter because we love Punky Goat as much as we love 
these people on the list. Here we go. Thank you to Jerry Benetados, Queso Loco, Victoria Madrid, Greta Benet, Alejandro Lopez, Ace Andrews, Thomas Murphy, Emrys Craig, Regina Russell, Morgan Holly, Salty, Adrian Bundy, Sam Olivos, Jordan Cobb, The Unnamed Rogue, John Gillette, Chloe G, Conair on DVD, NB Star, Stevie B Keys, Doubtful Guest, Michael Richters, Davis Walden, Denny Dewdrop, Mitch Mouse, Will Woodwall, Callie Wolf, Brandon M. Bishop, Bridge, Punky Go Twiglets, Joanna Westberger, Stan Sitzman, Kia Green, Aaron Adams. Now back to the Drimbus program. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey everyone, it is your friendly neighborhood GM, John Carlo Herrera here. And today I wanted to tell you about an awesome show called Looters. It is an actual play podcast where a hilarious cast of friends go on dramatic, action-packed, sci-fi western adventures in a universe full of different factions vying for control over the Outer Rims. I love a good sci-fi western mix, the cast is so much fun to listen to, and it's played on the Stars Without Number game system, which is really fun to hear in audio. I really think listeners of Drimbus would enjoy it, so, please... Check out this trailer, and if it intrigues you, go check them out at looterspodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, enjoy. Hey, we're the Looters. Hey, what's up? Looters is a sci-fi Western actual play podcast using the Stars Without Number system. We're a group of friends getting into trouble all over the universe. So come with us if you're into adventure. A rocket flies out of one of these ships far behind you and crashes into the wall and blows up. There's rockets? It's Mario Kart. Crazy. Intrigue. Can I hack into the body and maybe see if they have like a memory data bank in their brain or some shit like that that I can access? That'll literally. <laughs> Devastating physical injury. <laughs> Just take uh, cover. Okay. She's, she's a good pilot, everyone. <laughs> she's very good. And friendship. New episodes of Looters out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Gonna get you out of here. <laughs> he nods his head like, yes, please. So is he like uncovered now? Like, Yeah. You get the feeling this guy probably can't stand on his own. Yep. That's when I summon floating disc. <laughs> What's the weight limit for floating disc? The weight limit is, is holds up to 500 pounds. Whoa. Yeah, describe this casting for me. <laughs> Gary starts waving the clawed fingers uh, whimsically. <laughs> he's struggling for a bit, but eventually he's able to manifest this floating disc that is three feet in diameter. And he's going to pick up uh, bananas and he's going to put him on the disc. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he lets you do it. It's like It's like moving a mummy, basically. Yeah. And uh, Gary's going to stealth 
gently go through the passageway. Okay, there are some really tight fits where you have to spend some time uh, digging more, like, clearance for the disc to be able to follow you through. But roll a stealth check with disadvantage for me. 14. Lucky for you, I just got a really shitty roll. But you managed to do it. You clear your way. It takes you about another 30 minutes or so between having to clear extra space for the disc to follow you around. But you managed to make your way all the way through the building, the way back the way you came. And eventually you are standing under the loose boards that you broke to come into. Okay. On the second floor? You're on the first floor, like, looking up. Oh, okay, good. Do I hear the monster moving? You don't know where it is right now. Okay. The entrance I came through, is that wide enough? Three feet? Yeah. Then, yeah, I'm going to carefully go through that. Okay, roll an acrobatics check for me. 14. You climb through without issue, and the disc follows you out. And so I should be outside, so I'm going to cast the Mage Hand for Strunk. Yeah, you cast a mage hand, and you see that Strong has actually already seen you from up in the air, so by the time you cast it, he's already swooping down. He goes, oh my god, Barnabas. Oh, Barnabas, you're, you're alive, you're alive. Quickly, Ray, grab him. Uh, yeah, Ray will hold him tight with, like, like bear hug him off of the disc. And Barnabas grabs you by the shoulders and flies up. And the disc doesn't follow. <laughs> you see the creature comes and kills the disc <laughs> and you fly and he goes good lord Ray I can't believe I can't believe you've actually done it after after about an hour of you in the building I was worried I'd lost you somehow Barnabas are you alright and he goes he needs water we'll get you home stat Ray thank you thank you so much we can't I, I, I can't believe you've done this Please, whatever we can do for you, you you name it, it's yours. And he flies you back to camp, and eventually he sets you down. You're still holding Barnabas by, like, the chest. And he wild shapes out, and you see the entire camp comes out. Becca, the kids, you, McYorick, and Yasika. They all run out, they go, <gasps> Barnabas? Oh my god, he's alive! He needs water. Oh, Oh, water, water, water. And you see Becca runs off and, and goes to find a water skin and comes out and gives it to Barnabas. <laughs> oh, oh, we'll, we'll get you. So, yeah, Yemek, Yorick, Yasika, set up a little tent for, for Barnabas. Uh, we, he's going to need some rest. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. He's alive. Ray. Thank you. Of course. Oh my god. And they all run off and they're like tending to Barnabas because he's clearly in like a very critical state. But Strong comes up and goes, That was incredibly brave what you did back there. Yeah. Oh. Daddy, Daddy, did you rescue a guy? Hey, we found him. That's pretty cool. You saved him. That's how you fly on the eagle. You look like a superhero. <laughs> that. That's him. He can fly like an eagle. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Your father is uh, quite the remarkable man. Yeah, I know that. <sighs> Anyways, Ray, <sighs> it's late. Perhaps you should get some rest. Mommy's asleep. I, uh, I snuck out to play more goldfish. Well, you know it's bedtime. I know. You can play tomorrow. Okay. 
and he runs to the tent. And Strong goes, so, what now? I'm scared to fall asleep, Strong. Why is that? I might get, I might get worse. I woke up this morning like this. In my experience, I find that lack of rest tends to worsen conditions. If you're going to get worse, I doubt depriving yourself of sleep is going to help you stop it. Whatever's happening to you, it looks rather grave. But maybe you rest, equip yourself well to fight it, and try to get to help as quickly as possible. Yes. We... I need to find someone. Is there anything I can do to help? Hmm. If you know where I can go to to get better. To be perfectly honest, I can't. Uh, Becca informed me what she said about the healing temple. That would have been my first suggestion. I would say stopping, you know, wherever you can find healers. Maybe one will eventually know how to do what they need to do to you. Um, I'm not going to lie, we don't even know where we're going now. Now that Barnabas is back, we can actually move on, but we don't know where. I think Ogle's fault is out of the question with uh, with that creature there. Maybe time to relo- relocate. So, you are planning to move too? I think we may be. At least for now. I am scared what might happen to some of you, but I would be honored to travel north with all of you. You are rather capable. My siblings, they were the true uh, warriors, I suppose. The strongest we had. We're a, a little lost without them. I could bring it up to the others in the morning, see what they think. That sounds good. All right. Why don't you get some rest, Ray? Okay. You too. All right. And he heads off. Yeah, I'll go back to my tent too. As you go in, you see Calvin has snuggled up next to Grizabeth. And Grizabeth has started to wake up. And she goes, oh my god. Gary, you're back. Here you go. I, I give her the potion I took before. How did it go? We found him. Oh, Gary. See, I told you we'd be okay. These people are looking for a new home and I offered to travel north with them. I think that could be smart. And Calvin, uh, well, he's gonna need other kids his age. We got Silas and Solera. He seemed to really get along with them. The other siblings, uh, the wise, the yarnstones, they, uh, they were, they were playing with him early. It was really cute. He was really happy. Yeah. It would be nicer to not live so alone and among our own kind. All right. Why don't you get some rest for the night, Mr. Mark Bayou? Yeah. We'll see what they say in the morning. All right. But if, uh, if I, I'm scared that I'm not going to wake up, they're okay. Gary, 
And she puts uh, hands on your face and she says, You're going to be fine. No one is going to take my man away from me, okay? Uh, maybe someone needs to tie me up when no, I sleep. Carrie. No, Carrie. No, we're not doing that. It's not that bad yet. And it won't ever be that bad. Okay. I'm not going to make my husband sleep like a, like some sort of criminal, okay? You're a hero, Gary. Uh, not, not to everyone. What do you mean? Not in other lands. I am criminal. And to the other soul in me, I am a criminal. Nobody's perfect. But you got a good heart, and... Well, I, I still don't really know everything that happened, but... This, uh... After everything Jessica did, putting you all through that, I don't think that was your fault. I know we're in a rough place, but ever since you came back... <laughs> I feel you've been so disheartened. Mm. I know I complained a whole lot about her. All the money and all of that, but... And that wasn't really fair of me. But the thing I love most about you as a lawyer is, uh... Well... I remember when you were... Just a, a young attorney. Excited to help people. You really wanted to make a difference. And I know it's it's been harder to keep sight of that, you know, with all the stuff we've gone through, especially lately, but that's the man I married. That's that good heart in there. I don't expect you to be perfect, but I know you sure as hell try to be. And, uh, well, I just wish I could show you the man I see. And I know that no matter what happens, no matter how long it takes us to find whoever can help you, no one can get rid of that heart inside. Elizabeth. Yeah, Gary. I don't want to be an attorney anymore. And he falls asleep. You awake in the morning. Grizabeth has actually brought you, it looks like some oatmeal with a couple of berries in it. And she goes, good morning, Mr. Sleepy Pants. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> looks like you were really tired. You slept straight through the early morning. Um, well, everyone's outside right now and they were just discussing the um, the prospects of traveling together. And it looks like Looks like they're mostly in uh, in agreement with that. So maybe you want to go say a few words or something. Okay, and it's very important we remember our new names, Angelina. Of course, Ray. I don't want to bring any of my past to these good people. Of course. Just come outside when you're ready. Okay. He's gonna stretch, whatever, wake up a little, and then walk out. 
Yeah, and you step outside and you see they're all kind of gathered around the central campfire. Everyone is kind of having their oatmeal. It's not afternoon yet, but it's like late morning. And so you see it looks like some people have already finished eating. Like their plates are there empty. You see all of them. You see Yimik, Yorick, Yasika. You see Becca. You see Calvin is playing with the kids behind Becca near her tent. You see Strunk is speaking. And he says, and, and I just really think that after everything that's happened... I think traveling with these fine folks would not only offer us protection, but give us an opportunity to repay our debts. And uh, he looks up at you and he says, Ah, Ray, good morning. And thank you again. Barnabas is already looking far, far better. That's good. Can we, uh... Sorry, we were just discussing the idea of traveling together. May I ask what debts you have? In what sense? You said something about repaying your debts. Yes, well, two of our tribe now owe you our lives. Oh. And seeing as you are ill, we'd like to at least repay one. You already have. You've given us food and shelter. Nowhere near enough. Without you, I don't think we ever would have gotten Barnabas back. The point is, I, uh, I really see no downsides. I mean, Oglesford is going to be there, but until that thing is gone, and we're not warriors, until that thing is gone, it's, it's useless. It may as well be, and we're going to have to rebuild. Perhaps it's time we relocate, at least for now. Well, it's, uh, I mean, it's really inconvenient, but I, I guess you're not wrong. I mean, there's not much left for us there. Has, uh, has anyone spoken to Barnabas about it? Yes, I, I spoke to him this morning. Um, Ray, actually, Barnabas said he wanted to see you at some point, but I think it's safe to say that if you will have us, we would love to travel with you and your family. Why would it be an inconvenience? Well, you know, I, I know big groups tend to slow things down a little bit, take more resources. We are stronger together. He smiles and he says, my thoughts exactly. Then it would be an honor to join you all where I finally feel like I belong. Yimik starts clapping. <laughs> and then Yorick starts clapping and Yasika starts clapping. They go, Yuck! It would be a great honor to travel with the hero who rescued our Panabas. Let's hear it for Ray! And everyone starts cheering. Ray, 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 Ray! And Strunk comes over and he goes, That makes me very happy to hear. Why don't you have your breakfast and when you're ready, go speak to, uh, go speak to Panabas. Sounds good. Okay. You see Calvin runs up to you and he goes, Daddy, you're being the hero. Dad. Just don't forget where you come from, Jeremiah. Okay. This is, this is just how we were raised. Yeah. Um, are my friends gonna come with me? We are a family now. Yay! All of us. Thanks, Dad. And uh, he runs off to keep playing. 
And Grizabeth just sits beside you and holds your hand as you all eat your oatmeal. <laughs> Eventually, throughout the rest of the late morning into early afternoon, you see everyone begins to kind of deconstruct their tents. And they begin to pack it up. They have a carriage that they've kind of stowed away. You get the feeling that this is like, one, not meant to carry this many people. And two, usually requires at least three horses, but it looks like they only have two at the moment. Oh. So you get the feeling this is going to be a little bit of a slow carriage. What about Meg? You can definitely hitch up Meg if you wish. Yeah. Okay, you hitch up Meg in the middle and she goes, Bleh. and then the other horses go, Bleh. she goes, Bleh, 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 Bleh. <laughs> and does like a little step and you get the feeling that she's beginning to drill the other horses on how to proceed like a stallion. You're the strongest here. You have to be strong for them. Show them how to be a stallion. She licks your cheek. <laughs> and then finally, you finish having your your breakfast as everyone is packing up and you head into see Barnabas. Barnabas is still pretty weak. You see, they seem to have bandaged him and he still seems like he's probably dehydrated, but he's recovering at least enough to speak. And he says, young man, thank you for rescuing me. <laughs> but of course... I owe you my life. My fingers are not of much use to me right now, but I'm a skilled tailor. I'd be happy to create anything your family may need. Like a blanket? C certainly. Uh, ask Becca. Uh, she's very skilled. She can make those for you now. Here, in the meantime, take this coat off of me. Okay. Yeah, and you, you have to, like, help him up and move him around because he's kind of dried up and desiccated at the moment. But yeah. uh, you get that little kind of bubbly jacket off of him. Carries claws. He's trying to take it off and they kind of accidentally rip it a little. Yeah, uh, they get, like, caught in the wool and the wool, like, tangles up one of your claws. And he says, it will keep you warm, but it is also resistant to the elements. It's the only thing that kept me alive in the rubble. It's yours now. Oh. oh, thank you. Of course. It's the first of many gifts I will have to repay you with. Gary's going to put it on. Yeah, you put it on. You've received a coat of elemental resistance. While you have it on, or you can give it to someone else as well, whoever's wearing it, you have resistance to fire, acid, and ice damage. So you will take half damage on those. My apologies for my lack of strength at the moment, but I hope to converse more once I have healed. Take all the time you need. And as the day progresses, eventually a strong comes up to you and he goes, I think we're ready to go. Are you? Um, yeah. Yes. Okay. You see everyone has kind of loaded up into the carriage. You see Yimik, Yorick, and Yasika are all in there, along with Becca. Grizabeth mounts up. She brings Calvin. And uh, they're actually preparing a sling that Barnabas is in. 
like a little sack <laughs> and you see the kids silas and solera kind of hop in there with him and as hellman transforms into the eagle he grabs the two strings and picks them up with him like a helicopter delivering a package and he says very well north is that right yes onward and you begin to travel north with your new tribe you travel for a day or two without issue you are making a bit less progress per day than usual purely because you are traveling with carriage and you're having to make more stops but additionally you can also take turns navigating so you don't really have to stop and rest for a full night all that often you travel through the first of winter no issue and then in the early afternoon of the second of winter calvin comes up to you at one point he goes daddy your thing is doing the magic what and he holds up one of the eye mail pads to you oh yeah let me see that and you see written on the pad it says you may want to respond to us we have something important to tell you um he writes underneath it what question mark Okay. You see a few seconds pass, it gets erased, and then you see, We received a letter from your mom. Don't ask how we got it. Would you like us to recite it to you? And then, like, a second passes, and it says, P.S. Her name is Sophia? Uh, and then in parentheses, that's how you can tell that we actually have it, because how else would I know who your mother is? And then you see, P.S.S. This is Tyronicus. And then a second or so later, you see P.S.S.S. You're a big stinky doo-doo. And then it gets erased, half sentence. And it says, Thomas <laughs> says hi. <laughs> Gary erases the whole thing. And he writes, yes. Okay. So this takes a while because it appears to be a long letter as they're writing it on the pad. And they write it and they run out of space. They erase it. They begin writing it again. They run out of space one more time. And then finally, they kind of make it really small and they write it. But as they're writing it, you get to see it in real time. And you see, To my sweet Gary, I know it's been quite some time since we've spoken. I miss you terribly. Not a day goes by that I don't wonder how my boy is doing. I know I wasn't always perfect. Far from it. As I grow older, I've spent a lot of time reflecting on the choices I made. My failures. My triumphs. And I wonder what your journey has been like. What you look like now. Who you settled down with. What my grandchildren are like. I'm sure the simple act of receiving this letter has you confused. Truth is, I had someone track you down a few years ago, but I never had the courage to come by myself. I still don't. I don't like to be where I'm not welcome. But our times on this plane are limited, and I'm now facing my own mortality. In recent years, your father and I had a bit of a falling out. I wasn't happy with where my life had ended up, and I decided I still had time left to live. So I started fresh. I'm working as a nurse in the town of Giant's Path, on the north shore of the Opal Coast. It's given me a lot of perspective. It feels good to be ushering new life into this world and helping keep others healthy. 
be that as it may, your father was still a big part of my life. In his own way, he did care for me. And although he could be a brute, he cared for you too. And he's gone now. I'm not telling you how to feel about this, and I have no expectations, but he was my husband, and he will always be your father. Feel as we may, we can't erase that, and we can't spend our lives running. To heal, we need to confront the realities of our situation. We'll be holding his funeral on the 7th of winter, should you care to join. If not, I hope you'll consider indulging an old woman and stopping by so I can get to know my son again. I will love you always. Your mother, Sophia. And then as you finish reading it, you see scribbled at the very bottom of the letter, meet up, question mark. Do I know how far the north shore of Opal Coast is from where I am? Roll a history check for me. We don't know. It's a six. Um, I'm going to say that you ask around and eventually Becca actually tells you. She goes, oh, yeah, where, uh, where exactly on the on the Opal Coast? Giant something. Giant's path? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so... We're actually kind of level with it right now, uh, but it would be, uh, we'd have to go east to the actual coast. Because right now we're, we're about halfway through Hotland, and we'd have to go over to the, to the Opal Coast. Uh, so it'd be maybe, I don't know, like a two days ride maybe? Maybe three? Okay. Thank you. Yeah, anytime. Why do you ask? Um, I got a letter... A while ago, from someone who says they know me, and they asked to meet there, but I just want to go north to the Sunder. All right. I'm, I'm going to go, I mean, am I sitting with Grizabeth, or I can go to Yeah, Grisabeth? she's, uh, you just moved up in the carriage to kind of ask around, but Grizabeth is there. She's playing cards with Yemik, Yorick, Yasika, and Calvin. They're all playing Go Fish. Hey, Angelina, when you finish your game, can I talk to you? Oh, yeah, what's up? Uh, here, um, Jeremiah, why don't you play for me right now? What's up? Um, do you still have the note thing I gave you? Yeah. Did you read it at all? Uh, no, hold up. And she looks through her bag and she pulls it out. Oh, my God. I'm... I'm so sorry. Oh, don't be. They weren't the best parents. What do you want to do? Um, well... I... I got along a lot better with my mother. And, uh... I don't want to see her now. I want to get somewhere settled first. Okay. Uh, And, um... Maybe one day... I will go to see her, but it's not that important right now. Alright, Gary. Are you sure? How do you feel? Well, I'm glad she's doing okay, I guess. And, uh, well, my father, like I said, he wasn't 
the best. It's fine. You know, he's... He's, uh... Lived a full life, I guess. So... Huh. Alright, Gary. It's okay to feel sad. I... I know your father wasn't the best, but... Oh, well, he was still your father. It might be nice for Jeremiah to meet his grandmother. Yeah. But we need to settle down first. Alright. Because, one, I got this letter from a different source. Apparently, the letter went to Thomas hmm. and the Secret Service man. Oh, God. Do you think your mother's safe? I don't know for sure. It might not even be from her. Oh my god, I hadn't even considered that. I have to know, but not now. Alright. I just wanted you to know that she's out there and she wants to see me. Okay. Let's get settled. Let's get you help. And then we can decide what we want to do. Right. Alright. I love you, Mr. Gobblamay. I love you too, Mrs. Globamy. Sorry, I'm still getting used to it. Gobble me is is uh is uh, raunchier than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> End of session. This has been your honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of Nicholas Benetados as Gary Mogbile. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. This episode was edited and sound designed by Giancarlo Herrera. If you'd like to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes, or go to patreon.com slash Our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our after-the-show show, After the Drimbus, Free exclusive merch, bonus series, and the chance to create items for the show or have NPCs named after you. Oh, and don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons and Drimbus sticker. Thank you so much for listening, and I do declare, I'll see you all next week. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. You found the heart! She found a key to the heart. On the quest of a lifetime, three best friends take on a harrowing journey. Your mind and body will be tested in these upcoming weeks, as well as your heart. Where more is at stake than a gift from the gods. Being with Alpina and I is going to be... Weird? Not bad weird, just, uh... Different. Everything's different on the water. When new friends meet... You have an office? Where do you think I do all the pirate business? 
pirates have business? It's a parchment nightmare. And family secrets are revealed. We could be twins. Yes, I've noticed. This young crew of adventurers will learn what it takes to complete the deadly journey to the heart. It's not like an island could set a trap for us. What? Lightning fog? Are you kidding me? But is getting what they want worth losing what they have? I was happy with you and Charlie. Was? Look at us! How could I be? Journey to the Heart. Now available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Tune in each week and vote for where you think the story should go next. 